In today's episode, we are actually taking a break from sex. No. No? Oh, you mean just talking about sex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on board with the break from sex. <laughs> don't worry, Shelly. Don't, don't you worry. Okay. With consent, <laughs> of course, always. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Emily Nagoski, the author of Come As You Are, is going to be mm-hmm. coming on our show mm-hmm. in November. More about that in just a little bit. So, you know what? We're going to just table this discussion until... Sex on the table? Huh. Should we do it all dramatic like they do in shows and they shove all the stuff off the counters, glasses are breaking, papers are flying? I don't think people actually do that for real. <laughs> like, why so would you very have dramatic. sex on a table if there's a perfectly good bed in the bedroom? I don't know. And then you're messing everything up in the kitchen or the living room or whatever. You know, like pick pick up the broken yeah, glass exactly. and like, where'd my taxes go, you know? <laughs> right. like, who I know. wants to do that? Seems really inefficient or something. Can you imagine if we threw everything off of our um, podcasting table? Like, look around. There would be a big. (laughs) These aren't nice microphones. (laughs) Don't do that. Big bag of blue diamond almonds. Shit, that's a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. Would be all over the floor. Yeah. Is this still the intro? Yeah. Should we we get? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, Virginia. Did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just figuring out, just trying to figure out her life. Let's not be too generous. (laughs) Thanks. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And, you know, I want to continue where we left off on the intro. Oh, okay. I want to tell the listeners what else would would be a mess. (laughs) I'm sure it's riveting. (laughs) If we threw everything off this table to have sex. Well, you've got a menopause fan over there. Menopause fan would be on the ground. (laughs) Um, I have a big rubbery green thing that's the shape of a a very straight penis. It's kind of ribbed even. Oh, it was just a guess. No, 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 you're right. And so I take it and I twist it to help with my tennis elbows. Don't play tennis. (laughs) There would also be monitors and microphones and papers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would be that $12, completely almost guaranteed indestructible dog toy, dog toy that Domino has shredded mm-hmm. at this point. What about you? Yep. What do you have over there? You're pretty clean. Uh, I've got a mouse pad. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just throw everything off of your side? Oh, my laptop. Well, okay. That would suck. A glass of water. I think if we just felt that feeling, we would just (laughs) gently set the the computer stuff on the ground and then throw (laughs) the almonds and throw the dog toy. Just like, can we just walk into the bedroom? It's just right. On the other side of the bathroom. You're right. (laughs) Whatever. It's very dramatic in those shows and movies where they're like, you know, rummaging everything. Shove it off the counter. We're having sex right now. Does that even happen? Hey, (laughs) listeners. Raise your hand. Yes, raise your hand and actually write in. (laughs) If you have counter sex. Mm -hmm. And don't fucking BS us. Don't act like, oh, yeah, we'll know. <laughs> We're going to call bullshit on your sex lies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There's a couple other things I want to talk about mm-hmm. in relation to the sex. Cable sex? Sex episodes. That's hard to say. Sex episodes? Sex episodes. Sex episodes. That's it. Got it. Uh, so, as we said, Emily Nagoski, author of Come As You Are, is mm-hmm. coming on our show. 
We're having her on the 1st of November. That does not give us much time to get questions together. Yeah, so get them in there. Come on, let's go. We really want to hear from you because she's coming on to help us all. Yeah. With all of our sexual questions. Mm -hmm. And you know what's been cool about this book? First of all, breaking down, you know, your thought patterns around sex. Yeah. I don't think it's something that a lot of people do. No. They might think like, oh, I know kind of what makes me feel good. Yeah. Or something that I'm starting to take from it is like, there really isn't a big sex drive versus no sex drive. I mean, there, there's sex drive, but like the reasons why. It's not just, well, I was born that way. I just don't really uh-huh. have a sex drive. No, there's reasons like the accelerators and the brakes, and Breaks we're all made accel- differently. So and context. Yes. So three things. Uh, knowing what puts on the brakes, mm-hmm. knowing what your accelerators are, what makes you more into that idea of having mm-hmm. sex. Money. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like when oh. you throw $100 bills all over our bed. Thursday, you mean? <laughs> it's just Thursday. No, Thursday is $100 bills on the table that we just wrecked by throwing everything we off. We just put them on the floor. <laughs> we just should throw them on the floor. Why are they even on the table in the first place? That's true. <laughs> it seems like a middleman step. That no, I, mean, I guess sense. we don't need to take too long. Okay. <laughs> it's taking too long. <laughs> uh, but actually just thinking about what your brakes and accelerators are, and also this thing called context. Mm-hmm. So for instance— you may be reenacting, you know, some great honeymoon or something you had, some mm-hmm. trip where you had sex all over the Airbnb. You go back two years later and you're like, you know what? Not feeling it this trip. That's context. And it could be stress related. Mm-hmm. There could be uh, different things at play. So sure. very fascinating. And that's why we would love for all of you to read her book if you can. Or at least, you know, get into the book. Yeah. Look her up. Maybe listen to some more interviews with her, try to get a feel for what she's all about. If you would like to send us some questions, would love that. Please do so at contact at latterdaylesbian.org. So that's all we're going to say about that. Thrive Beyond Religion is coming up Sunday, November 14th, 10 a.m. at Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. We're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. Yep. And we've been uh, seeing people on Facebook talk about meeting up at this thing. It starts at 10. And I don't really know exactly the schedule of events. We haven't We're not been told meeting you in yet. the morning beforehand. That's bullshit. So don't even ask. What, what I was going to say oh. is we will be there, assuming, starting at 10, mm-hmm. with a booth in mm-hmm. a, like an expo hall kind of a thing. Yeah. Come find us. Yes. The only thing that would mess that up is if we are somehow speaking on the main stage At 10 exactly. Yeah, and we don't know, and it doesn't matter. You'll find us anyway. Just come. But if people want a place to meet, that's what I'm saying. If you want to meet and hang out, uh, just come to our booth. That's true. Come to our booth uh, when you get there. And or come to our meet and greet. Yes, Shelly, we are having a meet and greet Friday the 12th of November in Salt Lake City in the evening. What do you think? Six-ish? Five-ish? We don't know. We don't know yet. Just mark your calendar for the 12th. Yes. We are going to get back to you with more details like where that's going to be. Yeah, we'll make actual instance. decisions. But if anyone has some uh, good ideas, let us know of yeah. an indoor. It'll be kind of chilly, I'm thinking. It depends. Indoor ve- venue, maybe with uh, an outdoor patio. We've done, gone to, what's that gay place? Sun? I don't remember. Stars? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, that one worked out. But if you know, because we do t- tend to get a lot of people coming to these. So mm-hmm. just. Um, yeah, keep your. Eyes and ears open for an idea. Yeah, Salt Lake-ish area, please. Yeah. Somewhere near, probably, downtown. Would you say? Yeah? Yes. Yes? Sure. Okay. Uh, More to come on that. Okay, so, (laughs) Shelly. Yes? Remember back in the day, this has been so long now, we were going to do a reward for Patreon. (laughs) When we got to 250 (laughs) patrons... You were going to require me to uh-huh. watch Saturday's Warrior. In sections. It's it's long. Right. And we were going to make commentary. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at 249 members. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, though. At the end of the month, uh-huh. um, we do tend to lose some patrons, whether it's— um, Every month we do. Yeah, their credit card, blah, 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 or they're just like, nah, fuck you, I'm done. <laughs> um, I don't really mean that. So— we're not going to actually announce that we've hit 250 until November 1st, and mm-hmm. Patreon Does actually confirms mm-hmm. that there is 250. So That's if right. you're listening right now and you're like, I think I want to stop contributing to Patreon, don't. 
Or do. No, do not stop. (laughs) You keep contributing because I want Mary to watch this fucking musical. Feel free to drop off Patreon, everybody. Nope. (laughs) Nope. It's been a long time since we've been able to do any of these. It's been a little slow and go, so. Yeah, you're going to torture me with this stupid thing? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God, y'all. Must I? (laughs) You must, if we get 250. Uh, All right, fine. Yes. Speaking of Patreon and our other supporters... We're going to give y'all a special meet and greet while we're in Salt Lake City. Secret, not secret. sacred. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not sacred. Uh-huh, Nothing uh-huh. sacred about that. No. So we're announcing it to you on either Patreon or in channels or... On Scandal Session. On Scandal Session, which is Supercast. Mm-hmm. Again, well, I, I start stop listening when you try explaining what that is. Everybody $5 and so. above level. Okay. Thank you. So... It's a bonus episode. Yes. So I don't know five, why it's so difficult I for you. I don't know. It's like you do this and you get your own player and blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Pfft. And you get a player. And, and you, you get, get a player. player. <laughs> That's funny. In order to show our thanks for those of you who contribute and help us keep this thing up and running, mm-hmm. we're going to have a little, little secret meetup. Secret meetup. Mm-hmm. Not sacred. Nope. Not at all. Maybe. What's the opposite of sacred? <laughs> Blasphemous. That's what I wanted. Oh, no, sacrilegious. Fuck. I want a sacrilegious. How about thing? You can just say that. No, there's blasphemous, <laughs> irreverent, profane, mm-hmm. and sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. You All pick. of the above. Mm-hmm. All of the above. That's what our meeting is. Speaking of the profane, our friend Connie <laughs> wrote a special poem based on... Wait, this is for Connie. Oh, Canada. <laughs> okay, carry on. She wrote a special poem based on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You know that verse we read about the... Oh, the mincing the and the mincing tingling. mincing and the tinkling. Tinkling. And the outstretched necks and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, so she wants me to read it in pirate god voice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. This is for you, Connie. Her tinkling and her mincing has all the Mormons wincing. So tempted just to hold her and stroke her bare porn shoulders. (laughs) All wanting just a peck upon her stretched forth neck. Did you say wonton? Or just a bed to lie on with that wonton whore of Zion. (laughs) Or wonton. Uh, wonton is just so much better. I would love for someone to look at me with wonton eyes. And seriously, what's their name? Tom. Tom. Sorry. God, my brain is fried. What's happening to you today? I don't know, but Tom, if you're listening, we need a visual of wonton eyes mm-hmm. and outstretched necks. I mean, it kind of looks like somebody posted the uh, the blue avatar. Oh, right, right, right. Which was Kinda. awesome. Mm-hmm. But you know what is missing from this poem? And Connie, this is not a diss on you at all. I just was remembering the scabs on the forehead. Oh, If we're yeah. going to draw a picture. We need some scabs. We need some scabs <laughs> <laughs> to complete the whole that whole picture. Okay. Good times. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we might as well go right into this week's Foom Pod. Okay. It's sort of related. To scabs? Uh, no, just to sex, I guess. Now, this is one that you have for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't think you know what it is. And it's sex related? Uh, I guess I gave some stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Sidebar. One of my older kids jokes about 69, so every time there's like a 69 number somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, it's like, huh, 69. He's older. He knows what it is. But now even Cassidy is like, huh, 69. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> she's eight. Fuck. Can't wait till she's saying that in her second grade class or whatever she's, she's in. She's in third grade. Third and grade. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I love getting those emails from the teachers. Uh-huh, those are great. Okay. Are you ready for this Foom Pod? Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Don't you need to say something? Oh, cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Shelly, today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is courtesy of our friend Marley. Thanks, Marley. Thank you, Marley. Wait, is Marley a brand new patron? I think so. Maybe, unless there's two, because I have Marley written down as a patron to announce. So if that's you, Marley... Yay, thanks. <laughs> we just announced it early. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we'll still give you a new name at the end. Don't you worry. Okay. If it's not Patreon, Marley, whatever. Join Patreon and then I didn't lie. Okay, go. Can I talk? Yep. All right. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is derfing. Derfing. Derfing? Derfing. Der. <laughs> uh, and it's sex-related. Yeah, that's the only cue you're going to get. 
I mean, derf sounds like something you'd call someone, like dork. Hey, derf. Don't be such a derf. <laughs> it does kind of sound like that. Can I have a hint? No, it's sexually related. I, that doesn't help. Well, then you don't know the Give answer. Give me a body part. <laughs> Fuck. Buzzer. Fine, buzz me. <laughs> so it really stands for dick surfing. <laughs> uh-huh. Like you stand on it? <laughs> But everybody's going surfing on a dick. Surfing USA. Okay, so how do you, what is. <laughs> okay, can I read this to you yep. from Urban Dictionary? The act of dry humping while making out mostly between, quote, normal Mormons in Provo, Utah. What's with Provo and all these weird expressions? BYU, that's what's <laughs> up. They're young, horny virgins. Oh my God. So it's basically Levi Levin, but they're calling it derfing. Well, there's, okay, dick because surfing. dick surfing has a lot to do with couch surfing with dry humping involved. So Wait, what's couch surfing? That's when you don't have a place of your own and you're crashing on people's sofas. You just go to random people's sofas and dirt And hump. Levi the Loving. The sofa? Well, it's Levi Loving. On someone else's sofa. On someone else's sofa where you're staying temporarily. <laughs> I wonder if they have a sentence in here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, okay, I'm going to need a sentence there. <laughs> Oh, well, this one is not on a sofa in particular, this example. Is it on a table that you've thrown all the stuff off? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And there's money on the floor. I don't know. It's weird. It says, dude, I totally hooked up with this chick from my ward last night. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one says, yeah, she get in bed. I don't really know, man. We were just making out and derfing in the backseat of my car. (laughs) So it's kind of like Levi Lovin. Maybe it's Levi Lovin for this generation. It's derfing instead. Yeah, but dick surfing. God. <laughs> no, I know. Seriously, BYU. Why don't they call it verfing? Vagina surfing. Shelly, have I we know. not been over it's, it's that nothing patriarchy, is blah, nothing about is right, the got woman? It. Mm-hmm. Do, don't you know this by <laughs> You're now? You're right. That's why I had to make a stand. <laughs> From now on, it's called verfing. <laughs> verfing. Or clerfing. Oh. Nope. Oh, interesting. Clerfing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Call it what you will. I guess I get the buzzer on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get a bit. In fact, I'm going to throw it in again. Oh, God. Okay, since we're taking a break from sex. Oh, I mean, talking about sex. Thank you. <laughs> scare me over Don't here. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking we could ask some questions of our listeners for today's content. And no, also, they're asking us questions. <laughs> right. I asked the question, do you have any questions? There you oh. go. So there was a question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then they have questions for question my question. You questioned them and they questioned us. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're going to answer some questions okay. from our listeners. Oh, I also have Journal Journey. Yeah. We're going to dive into that freaky, kind of triggery. So fucking embarrassing. of oh, Shelly's. Home. <laughs> you like that? Mm-hmm. Don't know what it means, but okay. (laughs) Guess we're going to do that after the break. Cool. Shall we take one? Do not fast forward. At least just if you have to listen, well, you can turn down the commercials. Mm -hmm. If you fast forward, we don't get paid. That's true. But don't be bullied by Shelly. I'm bullying on this one. Do it feels good, but please listen. (laughs) Turn the volume down. I get it. Commercials are dumb. We would recommend. Okay. Okay. Be right back. We're back with that segment known as Shelly's Journal Journey. Cue music. Gonna read from this here journal, even though it's triggering. Yeah, we'll read from her shitty journal. It's Shelly's Journal Journey. Yeehaw. All right. So did you date these entries in your journal? I did not, but I can tell you it was probably 96. Okay. On January. I know this is January 25th. I wrote this down. It would have been 96 because that's the year that uh, Brent and I got married. Oh, but it was before that. Yeah, yeah, it's before we got married. But you were engaged? Uh, Not at this point, I don't think. Okay. All right. It's been a while since I visited the journal here. Mm -hmm. And God, it's just such a reminder how I was just so unworthy in my head of Mm. everything. Like everything. Everything. Yeah. And that Brent knew everything. Brent was like God's buddy. I always thought that missionaries and, of course, return missionaries were like super, super holy. They've just been doing two years of being like close to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because that's how they talk about it. And their homecomings are like, I felt the spirit, blah, blah. It's all (laughs) fucking lies. But in my mind, this was 
yeah, well, I was probably, lucky to have Brent because he right. was spiritual. Oh, they may convince themselves they feel something spiritual. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying they're, they're lying purposefully, but mm-hmm. I know from talking to a lot of return missionaries that they're like, I, yeah, I said what I was supposed to say in my welcome home and I didn't feel it. And I just, dumb, that chapter in my life is done. Yeah, I get it. Anywho, you ready? Sure. Last night, I had a wonderful talk with Brent. He assured me of some things that I hoped and expected to be true. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm about to throw up. God. In the pre-existence, I was one of the more valiant spirits. You were? Apparently. <laughs> that is why I am blessed to be in such a wonderful LDS family. Oh, God. By the way, my family was not wonderful. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you can't, like— Brush everything under the rug. Everything looks perfect. Secretly hiding abuse. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. That's perfect. It's a perfect family. (laughs) Speaking of abuse, scandal sessions. (laughs) We'll go into that more. Oh, yeah. We need to get into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. To be born into the church is such a blessing. Such a great reward. God, I was a dork. (laughs) Were you a derf, though? No, I was a dork. (laughs) Moving on. In the preexistence, I had the best teacher ever. Jesus himself <laughs> taught me the gospel. <laughs> Are you laughing at 21-year-old me? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I understood and accepted every word of it. Did you? <laughs> How uh-huh. do you know? <laughs> because this was a conversation that Brent had with me. Like, well, you know. You're was re- he there during your preexistence? <laughs> According to, to him, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> that Jesus was your teacher. There's, <laughs> there's this entire belief that like who you get married, you knew each other before, and that goes back to um, it's the fucking movie I'm gonna make you watch. Saturday was Warrior. Yep, there you go. And <laughs> like, if you're born into an LDS family, it's because you were super righteous and super oh, valiant. Oh, right, because yeah. not everyone can get chosen to be no. in the LDS family. No, <laughs> uh, but check this out. Check this out. Mm. I understood and accepted every word of it. That includes the whole polygamy thing. Oh, shit. I was struggling thinking about polygamy back then. Wow. Like, I mean, my entire fucking life. So Jesus explained polygamy to you? Jesus explained polygamy to me. (laughs) Um, It gives me such great comfort knowing that there was a time when I understood everything and I fought for it. Did you? I fought for polygamy. (laughs) You did? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Because it's a true principle, and if Jesus taught it to me, he must have explained it in a way that was like, oh, yeah, polygamy, gotcha. Fighting for it. <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with me? What, what was your weapon of choice? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Did you put on the whole armor of God? <laughs> sure did. All right, let me do more. God. Um, I fought for it. Okay. Mm. I'm looking for that person again. I want to rediscover the Shelley that had supreme <laughs> faith Faith that my brother would go to the earth and die for me to save me. Such a fucking dork. <laughs> so your brother is Jesus? Well, yeah. <laughs> Not like my brother David or something. Okay. <laughs> I was on the front lines in that battle. How strong my faith must have been. Must have been. How weak it is now in comparison. Mm. <laughs> oh, to feel the faith that I once felt. I must do everything in my power to be that strong, obedient, and Uh. trusting spirit once again. I will not fail the Lord. He did not fail me. (laughs) 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 The fuck? (sighs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So in a nutshell, I was struggling with the thoughts of polygamy. Uh, but I Jesus was, confirmed that was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In your pre-existence. Right, right. <laughs> so because I was struggling, Brent was kind of trying to help me with the struggle by saying, look, you know, you knew about Alyssa and you accepted it because the way Jesus explained it, you accepted it, right? Well, okay, to follow his logic, mm-hmm. every Mormon— who was born into a Mormon family in the pre-existence knew exactly what they were getting into. Of course. That's his point. Yes. In saying, well, you picked all of this. You knew about all of this. By the way, let me bail Brent out really quickly. He does not believe in polygamy anymore. Mm. Like, he doesn't believe it was ever right. He thinks it was a bunch of bullshit made up by Brigham Young. So, Brent, if you're listening, if any friends of Brent's are listening— Brent does not believe in polygamy. <laughs> Let's just set the record Thank straight. Setting the record straight. This was back when he was like fresh home from his mission, doing all the Jesus-y right, right, church sure. things. So of course he would say that. 
you know? Sure. Um, and it still was like the fact that, I mean, polygamy is such a horrible, horrible thing. If, you, if you've looked into any of like the Mormon polygamy shit, it's just bad all the way around. This is not consensual polyamory. It's horrid. Mm-hmm. You know what? If anyone out there wants to read or listen to the story called Gravel Roads, fuck, there's your polygamy. Really? Anyway, so the fact that I had such a hard time with it, like my soul was going, no, uh, yeah. no. So I had to convince myself that once upon a time, Jesus told me about it and I was cool with it and I fought for it. Like <laughs> all these hoops to jump through to like squelch that soul feeling of this is wrong. Yeah, you had a red flag and you quickly squashed it and ignored it. I squashed it with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus squashed my red flag. Yeah, thanks, Jesus, my brother. You <laughs> didn't fail me. More brainwashing. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like a paragraph later, I say, and this is like a couple days later, I think. So how do I know for sure that I was one of the elite? One of the most valiant, most obedient. How do I know? Mm -hmm. I would like to ask Brother Summerfelt. He was my Book of Mormon teacher at BYU. All right. She was so super spiritual. (laughs) He was like that would cry while he was giving lessons and shit. So, yeah. I wish I were one of the most valiant now. I will strive to do better. (laughs) Never enough. I was never, ever, ever enough. Uh. My entire journal is writings of me never being enough. Ah, shell. Like, I look back at my life then and the depression that I constantly felt mm-hmm. without realizing it was depression because of me never feeling good enough. Yeah. I was never enough. Aww, this Shelley. entire thing. I mean, I could just go page to page and be like, oh, yeah, here I am saying I wish I was better. Here I am saying, I won't fail you, Jesus. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, hon, that sucks. Oh, here's another one. February 13th. So not that much later. These are the Lord's words. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about, but (laughs) why am I so often lacking motivation to read and study? So apparently I didn't read my scriptures for like three days straight and then I was just... You had guilt over it. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're the Lord's words. Yeah. Why can't I just just read his words? It shouldn't be hard <laughs> to sit very still. Domino, Domino agrees. <laughs> very still. <laughs> Clearly. It's the same idea. Jesus died for me. Why can't I fucking read the scriptures? Mm-hmm. I'm a horrible human. It's the least you could do after his sacrifice. Read his boring ass book. <laughs> Sorry, Mary, I know we said we were going to only do one, but this is so good. Okay, ready? Uh February 21st. I read my patriarchal blessing tonight. Oh, that sounds like a good time. Woohoo! Get out the root beer, bitches. (laughs) The root beer. (laughs) Root beer floats. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ooh, that sounds good right now. Anyway, I wish I wouldn't have treated it so lightly in the beginning. Your patriarchal blessing. Right. It was so stupid and boring, though. Like, why would I? (laughs) Anyway. Okay, I love where in Mark chapter 5, this woman is healed just by touching Jesus' clothes and having faith. Mm -hmm. That is the kind of faith I wish I had. Oh, not good enough. No, not good good enough. Not good. (laughs) You're such a work in progress in this book. (laughs) (laughs) It never gets anywhere. (laughs) Like, like, I'm I'm never, there's never an entry where I'm like, I did it. I'm good enough. Yeah, no. Anyway, Mm. I have a long old one, but we're going to save that. Save that till um, next time. The first. Sentence says, what is godly sorrow? Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Close well, my book. Yeah, I can't wait for that for next time. <laughs> so if anyone listening has a positive journal experience, meaning you kept a journal and you actually had positive things to say about yourself in the pages yeah, of this journal. As you're Mormon, right. Yeah, I would love to hear some of that. And it can't be like, I felt the spirit today. That's that's um, not a positive thing. That's a... That's a brainwashing thing. It's a brainwashing thing. <laughs> Something about Mormonism giving you goodness. Yeah, or maybe you're good enough. How about that? <laughs> you're not going to write that. Because <laughs> it was never true. Uh, sucks. Fucking religion. I'm starting to think it's all fake. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Shelly came to me and said... I think I want to put a pause on the sex after religion. 
conversation. I just want to move off that for just a little bit. Yeah, we can come back to it later. I just yeah. was feeling like— Let's uh, try something else. Yeah, nothing personal. Yeah, so I was like, oh, well, maybe people have uh, maybe some questions for sure. us they yeah. want us to answer. It's kind of a last-minute thing. I just put the call out today, and we're recording now. So I, I don't even know what the questions are, honestly. <laughs> you haven't looked at I them? I haven't looked at them. Okay. So this will be— um, well, I've, if- I've not studied for this test. Oh, but okay. I bet if I pray, God will help me. <laughs> but I'm not good enough, well, so never mind. Oh. oh, my God. That reminds me. This is so funny. So someone had posted in Utah Valley Post-Mormon, I think it was, on um, Facebook group, yeah, about the time when they were really, really struggling while taking a test. And so they said a little prayer, and all of a sudden, like, the answers just came to them. Wow. And so they were filling out, like, A, B. It was like a bubble test, I think. Um, and they were just like, oh, my God, the inspiration is amazing, blah, blah, blah. Got the test back, and it was a D minus. <laughs> <laughs> and whoopsie. Uh, huh. <laughs> Maybe not so inspired after all. No. That's some funny shit right there. That is funny. Mm-hmm. Whoopsie. <laughs> Sorry about that. And, the, and I think the guy said it was also really funny because he, like, bore testimony of it and then got the test back. I was like, fuck. Probably didn't get up bare testimony the next fast Sunday about how he was wrong. And Jesus didn't give a shit about his biology test or whatever it was. <laughs> I know. Just that idea of, like, God moving chess pieces around. Mm-mm. You know how I feel about that, listeners. Yep. I don't believe that shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we pulled the group for some questions, our various uh, social media channels. Mm-hmm. One of these is from a Supercast listener. This came off of that uh, Scandal Sessions okay. that we recorded where, this is really funny, I thought— so I did this rapid fire of sexual slang terms. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming. Did not <laughs> so know. <to> speak. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to go through the list here. I know some of those terms are actually really cringy mm-hmm. for some people, including Shelly. <laughs> you have to be a subscriber. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I just knew there are some terms that make you really cringy, mm-hmm. really squeamish. Yep. You make like a weird face, like, I'm really uncomfortable. Why are <laughs> yep. you saying this thing? <laughs> Truth. Your reactions were just so funny to me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Great. I know. Sorry, baby. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> uh, the question is, why do sexual slang terms make Shelly cringe so much? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Like, why does nails on a chalkboard, you know? Yeah, I hate chalkboard sound. Yeah. But it's not the sound of the word. It's that we have taken a bunch of random letters. Somebody took a bunch of random letters and decided that they'd stand for something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm holding a pen right here. P-E-N. Ah, don't say that <laughs> word. It's so cringy. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, another word, I don't think you quizzed me on this, that I hate is uh, come. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It just seems... Is it just a crass? Crass, thing? yeah, kind of crass. But I don't know why. You, but because you say fuck all the time. Fuck isn't crass. Fuck to is you, the best word. To you. Well, That's I'm, I'm sure if a- I was like, hey, I fucked my girlfriend last oh. night, like to my dad. So it's all context. If you say, I fucked my girlfriend. That's a little, I get uncomfortable. If it's okay. just like, fuck that. That does not make you uncomfortable. No, but if it's like, look, those two dogs are fucking, that's, I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> It's the same word. I know, but it just says, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think it's just your religious upbringing? Probably. I don't know. Is there anyone out here? No, there's probably no one listening that doesn't have a religious upbringing, but um, I don't know. You know, I'm sure I went through this. I mean, my mother, we couldn't even say fart. We couldn't say, <laughs> we had to say rats. Like, we were not allowed to swear at all. We yeah. couldn't say damn. You wouldn't be able to tell someone to go to hell, but you could talk about hell yeah. in a biblical sense. My parents were pretty liberal on that. Uh, we could say fart, <laughs> but that's it. Brent's parents, no. I remember I said Couldn't old fart, fart one time oh, for some reason, and no, she no. was like, we don't say that word. I was, I, was, we. I was like 28 years old. Like, fuck you. You're an old fart, you bitch. That's what I should have said, but I didn't say bitch Oh, back yeah, then. we weren't allowed to say bitch. My father didn't. Of course you weren't allowed to say bitch. <laughs> I couldn't say pissed either. Like, oh, I'm so oh, pissed. Right. I don't think we could say that either. My father didn't even like the word crap. Seriously. How did he refer to his stools? Bowel movement. Ugh, BM. He was an engineer, so he's probably Mr. Sciency, technical stuff. 
Because he was not religious. I think it was just, we don't use that kind of language. It's crap. Well, he was also 12 million years old. <laughs> he was old. That's yeah. true. So back in the day, they did, you know, the brand new swears were pretty offensive. <laughs> yeah. I can say crap. My dad says crap. Uh, my mom says crap. My mom said shit one time, but it's not oh. like her normal language. I think I just sort of got used to it. Yeah. I left the church basically as a late teen. Mm-hmm. And I think I just... I don't know, just one of those things I claimed over the years as being something that I wasn't going to worry about anymore. Yeah. I didn't think it happened overnight. Yeah. Maybe you'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) I'll work on it. Maybe I need to have like one of these horrid words that make me cringe just play over and over all night long. (laughs) Until it doesn't make you trigger anymore, whatever it's doing to you. Yeah. It's like immersive therapy or some shit. I just made that up. I don't know if that's Yeah. It's funny that certain words just... I don't know, affect all of us differently. Hmm. 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 Anyway, if you, uh, I don't remember which Scandal Sessions episode that is. Maybe five. I I think it's episode five. Okay. If you're interested, uh, sign up and check it out because it's funny (laughs) stuff. All right, let's take another one of these questions. How do you guys explain events lining up like serendipity? Is it the universe or random? This listener says, I used to think that God, in quotes, was lining everything up. I want to replace that with something else. Suggestions. So I love this one because— Yeah, you take this one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I just think that when you work towards a goal, you've got something in mind that seems really important to you, and you work towards it, it just sometimes feels like—and not all the time— feels like when you're on the right track, let's say, that opportunities arise. Doors open where— Is it like the manifesting thing? I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that completely. Yeah. I would have to do more research on what people think that is. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed this in my own life when I feel like there's something that I want to pursue that seems really important. It seems like I have a good gut feeling about it. Yeah. Then opportunities arise for that thing to happen, hmm. to make it easier for me to accomplish that goal, let's say. So you say it's the universe? I mean, you yeah. and I haven't really hammered out what we believe anyway as far as like life after death or mm-hmm. connections or, I mean, we yeah. don't know what causes what and why. Right. Maybe it's just like when your energy is focused on something, then. Yeah, maybe it's the universe. I do feel a spirituality of a sort when I'm connecting with people. Yeah. And I feel like we're all like helping, like in this case, we're helping with religious trauma, recovering from religious trauma generally is what we do. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel really good about that cause. Now, when we started this podcast, I didn't know that that's what I'd be involved in. We didn't know what we were doing. No, we just started talking. Yeah. We hadn't even listened to a podcast yet, Mm -hmm. which I don't (laughs) recommend, by the way, (laughs) for anyone who's starting a podcast. Uh But (laughs) yeah, we just sort of learned as we went. But that ended up being our mission, wouldn't you say? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think when we realized how deep this went, Mm -hmm. how widespread the trauma is, Mm -hmm. we're like, fucking A. Yeah. And realizing how the people traumatized didn't know there were other people that were traumatized. To me, that was huge. Right. Oh, fuck. Right. Because I am all about people feeling connected with others and feeling a community. Um, And so feeling like we could create a community for people who think that they are alone and screwed up. Yeah. Well, especially because a lot of times when you leave a religion, community is the thing that you really are missing. That was why you stayed, basically, was the community. And then you leave and you're like, fuck. Well, and there's a lot of great Facebook groups and Reddit group, subreddit groups out there about religious trauma, too, yep. that you could research. But back to this idea of it being somehow a hand of the universe or some kind of thing that the stars are aligning and making things happen. I don't know. What do you think, Shell? I don't know. I mean, we talked last week about all of the things lining up for us to get Emily Nagoski on the show. I, I mean, like, is that coincidence? Is yeah. it not? I mean, I don't know. But there's also massive coincidences that become someone's death. You know, like, had I not taken that car to this building and got stopped at this stoplight, blah, 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 and then I got hit by a car, had I not missed the light? You know, there's just, you can put all sorts of things together, but some, I don't know. I yeah. guess what I'm saying is I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. There's <laughs> things that I hope, but I just don't know. Exactly. I don't know what to call that stuff. I just know that for me, when events like that seem to line up, yeah. 
I don't know who to credit for that, but I take it as confirmation that I should pursue that thing. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, all these all these different coincidences sure. around Emily Nagoski are happening. Oh, and now she's going to be on our show. That seems like the right move, right? Yes. In um, opposition to that, or the word that I can't think of, I was driving home after getting my foot checked from bunion surgery. and As you do. As you do. <laughs> and I was listening to conference talks. As you do, because oh, you're a dork. When was this? Um, when did I have my bunions? It's been a, it's been a lot of years ago. <laughs> so huh? you were a you were a Mormon at this point. Well, duh. <laughs> if I'm listening to conference talks, <laughs> you know, uh, for material. <laughs> no, nope, this, make was, fun ag- of him on this a was actual. I love the church. Anyway, <laughs> I know the church is true. Damn uh-huh, it! Oh, I uh-huh. wouldn't have said damn it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I know been, the I'm church is true. Enough. Gosh darn it! And yeah, I'm not good enough. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I was driving and. Whoever was speaking said something about—was relating a story about being in an elevator with, like, a big wig of the Mormon church at the time. So the guy was just, like, looking down at his shoes because he was kind of embarrassed to be in this elevator with, like, the prophet or whatever it was. And the prophet said, hey, son, look up, right? Mm -hmm. And so I thought of that, and then just as I was looking, the temple appeared. Of course, I took that as a sign Mm -hmm. because things were lining up. You know, the guy said this about look up, and I looked, and there was the temple. Okay. So to me, the church is true. <laughs> and I related that story to everyone in my Sunday school class. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you can make anything in your head. Like, to me, that was the church is true. Is the church true? Fuck no. Right. I don't know. Maybe if coincidences lead you to believe lies or to do immoral things. Mm. My answer again, I don't know. Yeah. This is a challenging mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> I'll be ponderizing over that all night. Ponderizing. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. A lot of people would think it would be um, God or the universe or something. I can't answer that. I don't know. Interesting, though. Okay, so Indigo wants to know, does your life being so public affect your relationship at all? Between me and you? Um, yeah. Well, I do know that we can never break up. <laughs> <laughs> So in that, I have security in our relationship. Uh, okay. Huh. That gives you sec- a sense of security? Yeah, I'm just fucking around. But yeah, we really can <laughs> never break up. But how does, how do you, <laughs> I think we're going to interpret this differently. Okay. <laughs> how do you <laughs> interpret it, Mary? Well, I look at it as, okay, if we're in a public situation, like for instance at Thrive. Okay. This is a perfect example. If we go to an event and we're surrounded by people who listen to our podcasts it can be an exhausting weekend. Yeah. For instance, okay. I find when that is happening and there's so much energy and people want our attention that I need to carve out time for you and me. Uh-huh. I am more apt to decline an event, I think, than you are at those True. in those situations. Okay. Because I can get overwhelmed easily, more mm-hmm. easily than you sure. about social yep. uh, obligations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though I do identify as an extrovert, there is a limit to the amount of socialization that I want yeah. or can handle. So I like to make sure in those times that we get a little one-on-one alone time. Yes, absolutely. Even in the midst of that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the only time I would think that we even bump up against this scenario. Yeah. When we're out in a public setting like that and there's a lot required of us. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> now I think my interpretation was incorrect. No, no, it's not. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay, read it again. Read it again. Read it. Let me, let me um, listen with fresh ears, though. Does your life being public affect your relationship at all? I think we've had times, I would say, where we've discussed things on the podcast that I didn't know that you felt a certain way. And oh, vice yeah? versa, this has happened. Oh. You know, feelings were maybe hurt a little bit or, or you know, we needed to discuss it more after. Like, did you mean blah, blah, blah? Do I really make you feel blah, blah, blah? Oh. Um, so I would say it's a positive thing because we really can't hide anything from each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. So many things are brought to the surface, especially when we have podcast episodes with like Kimberly Anderson, you know, where uh-huh. we dig a little bit deeper I think we tend to be a little more vulnerable when we have Kimberly on because we feel like we've got to give more to really therapize it. What does that have to do with our lives in the public? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'm again, I'm I'm reading this differently. Like because we're public, because of the things we do, uh-huh. 
how does it affect our relationship? Well, okay. we have discussions on the podcast mm-hmm. about That's us. That's true. And then it's like, oh, I didn't really know you felt that way. And then we have to discuss later, like, mm-hmm. her feelings. And no, I meant this. And it does help us to That's true. talk through a lot. That is a good way to actually look at this. Thank I see you. where you're coming from now. You're saying that because we are so public mm-hmm. in the way that we talk about our relationship on a podcast, yeah. that might have ramifications. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. that what you're saying? For sure. Okay. Because I know when I speak on the podcast, I'm really trying to explain things so the listener gets what I'm feeling. And sometimes that means me going deeper into mm-hmm. what I would normally surfacely, just made up a word, <laughs> uh, talk to someone about. I'm going to ponderize that surface. Ponderize that surfacely. <laughs> oh, sounds like dick surfing. Oh, no, thank you. No, my dick surfing days are long behind me. <laughs> so, so far behind me. Funny. I mean, can you think of um, times when we've kind of talked about things after an episode? Like, I didn't, I didn't know you felt that way. I can't think of anything um, off the top of your head specifically, yeah. but I know it has happened. I do know that there are limits. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about. Our sex life. I'm not unless gonna, it's on scandal sessions. No, I don't even think I want to talk about like how we do it. I just don't. No, want no, no, to no, do no. That. no. That's no. There's no reason to do that. No, we would talk more about like emotional experiences. Sure. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I enjoy that with you. It really, I think, connects us together as a unit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the other sort of side effects to having this podcast and helping people heal in various ways. I'm from religious trauma, for sure. Mm-hmm. But also, I kind of want to help people with their communication. Yeah. And model some of that yeah. to other people. I think we have a real issue in this country with lack of communication, yeah. lack of honest communication that's also built around trust and love mm-hmm. and what that looks like. How to communicate needs to your partner, how to feel safe. Yeah, how like to your- set boundaries, how to be... How to healthy f- yeah. in general. Yeah. How to risk vulnerability when possibly the thing you want to communicate to your partner yeah. puts you at risk in yeah. some way. So if we can model some of that behavior on a public forum like this podcast, yeah, it doesn't really seem to have hurt us in the long run. No. What about that COVID couples counseling episode? <laughs> Just let me buy the damn water. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would also say reading people's letters that they write in. And it's a lot of its relationships. It's it's um, family shit. And I can pick stuff out of there where I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to do that to Mary. Hmm. Or God, that must feel horrible that her ex would ever said this. Sure. I don't want to treat Mary in that way. Mm-hmm. It just all gets internalized because you're the most important person in my life um, next to Jesus. <laughs> uh, so I want to treat you as best as I can. Basically, you want to treat me the way Jesus treated you in the pre-existence? Yeah, I'm going to teach you about polygamy, and you're going to fight for it. <laughs> fight for polygamy? Fucking A. <laughs> did we answer that question? I in think as many ways possible. You know, it's so funny because you interpreted it completely differently than the way I interpreted it. Yeah. You kept telling me, I don't think you understand the question. I'm like, yes, I do. No, I don't think. Yes, I do. And then your answer, I'm like, what the fuck? You don't understand the question. But I actually like both of our answers now that we kind of got down to the bottom of it. You and I are very, very different people. (laughs) For sure. That makes it fun. We do have a lot of similarities. No, 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 no. Of course. Of course. But I think maybe a lot the way we react to things, a lot of times it's pretty different. Yeah. And not right and wrong, just no. different, which actually makes for a fun relationship. Well, all right. Can I just tell a funny story oh, really, really geez. quick about yes. this couple friend of mine okay. that I knew in Atlanta? And they were going to put a new carpet throughout their house. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, just do hardwoods. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> but they were going to pick out new carpet. So— she I was, have to say this. Uh-huh. Does the carpet match uh-huh. the drapes? Okay, mm-hmm. carry on. Probably not because she dyed her hair red. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she was going to go to Lowe's or Home Depot or someplace to look at carpet samples. Mm-hmm. And her husband did not want to do this. So she's like, well, do you have any input on the carpet? And he's like, just get something with flex. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Yep. So she sets out to Home Depot or whatever to look for said carpet with flex. Gotcha. So she picks out a pile carpet, like a plushy. Yeah, not Berber, but like 
plus. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, she wanted it to have a bounce to it or whatever. Sure. Have a little give. Yeah. He was kind of thinking like a Berber with kind of a little speckly pattern. He said, but get something that's got what? He said, flex. Flex. Oh, she was thinking F L E X. Yes. <laughs> and he was saying F L E C K. Yeah, like flex of colors. Got you. Right. So she gets this pile carpet. It's like, put, like five inch thick. <laughs> installed in their place, oh thinking that's what he wants. He didn't want that at all. She didn't even really want it. <laughs> but she was thinking what he wanted. Uh-huh. So they have this, like, carpet they've spent a couple thousand on or whatever it was, maybe oh more God. than that, that they didn't really want. That is so funny. I have to say you and I have done that more than once, me misunderstanding like, what you said. Carpet that didn't match the drapes? No, something totally different. I can't think of what it is. It'll come to me eventually, and then I'll share. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. But it's kind of funny, right? I mean, oh. oh, yeah. We all, as much as we think we might have something in common or stuff in common with the person that we're with, mm-hmm. we are still individuals with our own perspective, our own point of view on the world. Mm-hmm. There's no way to be in that person's head. You can get to know them and take a guess at what they might think about an upcoming situation, but... I just remembered. What was it? You wanted me to go to Home Depot. I don't okay. know why this happens at Home Depot <laughs> and get a wooden toilet seat. Oh, right. <laughs> Like, so instead of the plastic ones. Right. But I when, you, when I hear seat. wooden toilet seat, I think like the ones that brown. look like wood. That <laughs> are brown. like Round. <laughs> and brown and you said seat. a round wooden toilet seat. Well, right. Because I think the toilet we were replacing, it was an oval. It was a yeah. round. Yeah. But you meant like a white one that was made out of wood. So Correct. it wouldn't be like chintzy plastic. And in right. my mind, it was like the old school 1970s. <laughs> wood circle, you know, and so I brought that home and you thought I was fucking nuts. You're like, did you even listen? And I'm all, it's a wooden toilet seat. It's true. It was wood. It was brown. (laughs) Yeah. I think we still should have installed that baby just so we could laugh every time. But but we didn't because it's in our Airbnb and that would be embarrassing. At least it wasn't puffy. I don't like the. That's true. The Nothing against puffy. those of you who like the wooden toilet seats. We are not <laughs> shaming toilet seat choices. It was oh, talking about the miscommunication. Correct. And you know, there's white wainscoting. Is that how you say that? We had in an entire room? discussion. Wainscoting, wainscot. Yeah. How do you say that? I don't thing? know. But yeah, it's got the white trim in that room anyway. It, mm-hmm. it worked with the white toilet seat, but we got a solid wood one versus plastic, <laughs> just not brown color. <laughs> but that's funny. Yep. You know, that sort of thing happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Tamra wonders about the guilt and shame we experienced going from straight to queer. As an exmo, she says, I'm constantly working on that guilt and shame and the go fuck yourself of it all. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have guilt and shame over being gay. You didn't. I had guilt and shame over wrecking my family. I see. My kids. Leaving your family. Yes. That was the guilt and shame. Gotcha. Why do you think you didn't experience it over coming out? Because by the time I came out, I was already angry at the church anyway. I already knew the church was fucked up. I didn't Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Um, I had a new circle of friends. There were gay people within that group. I was excited to be gay. You Mm -hmm. know, it was exciting to me to, to realize this. So the guilt and shame was literally just breaking up the family. Yeah. That's it. I struggled hard with this one. Yeah? Yeah. I was a teenager. Ooh, so this was yeah. a really long time ago. It was between 17 and 19. I think I've talked about that on a podcast before. And mm-hmm. I was basically in and out of the closet during that time. Yeah. Um, lost a bunch of weight. My pastor came out that year. And he was basically excommunicated. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. It was really rough. You didn't have an example of someone coming out of the closet and having success in their life. No, because I was mired in stupid religion yep. and I saw what happened to my pastor. Yeah, exactly. Which sucked because he was the greatest minister. Like he was loving. Is he still and alive? Kind. Was he old back then? Uh, no, he's probably still alive. I would love to have you find him <laughs> and see if he's being a pastor in an all-inclusive church. That would be that would be such a good ending. Yeah, that's Look true. Him up. What well, was his name? This was in Virginia Beach, and I don't really remember his first name. What was his last name? Anderson. What was the name of the church? I bet you could look it up. Oh, well, we're going right. to Google it. We're, we'll you know what? For this. To announce it. What was the name of the church and the last name? And and those of you out there who love to do this stuff, find him. Okay, Kempsville Presbyterian Church in Kemp's, Virginia Beach. Kempsville. 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 Go Chiefs. <laughs> and what year was he there? Uh, this would have been 1984. 1984, last name Anderson. Mm-hmm. 83, maybe. Okay. I think he left in 83. I bet you someone's going to find him. Maybe. 
Maybe so. Okay. Don't know what happened to that guy, but I thought he was a fantastic minister. And it was a shame what happened to him. Yeah. Anyway, Tamara or Tamara or Tamara. I don't remember. Do you remember how to say her name, Shelley? Did know, we, we ever know how to say her name? We butchered so many people's names. I, I don't know. But you you know who you are. <laughs> I'm not sure we said your name correctly, and I Sorry. apologize. Hang in there. I think that the guilt gets better. The guilt and shame gets better over time. For sure. It just really does. Yeah. As you move into a space of giving yourself a break, mm-hmm. um, self-forgiveness, self-love, mm-hmm. you know, you're learning to accept yourself in a whole new way. Yeah. Takes time to shed those old beliefs, those old practices. Mm-hmm. They pop in when you hate them and you least expect them. There yep. they are again, those yep. shame messages. It takes a lot of practice yeah. and time, and it'll get better. It can most definitely get better. Absolutely. Last question I'm going to take today because we're running low on time. Speaking of, mm-hmm. is there a straight person who pleasantly surprised you as you came out? And is there something that you wish more people would do as allies? You know, when I came out, I did have a best friend who was super supportive. Um, I'm, but I'm trying to think of, like, Mormon people who were cool with it. Hmm. My sister basically outed me, but yeah. in a very kind way. Oh. Because uh, I was closeted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was, again, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And probably about 19. And she asked me about a, you know, close friend, yeah. in quotes. And just flat out asked me if she was my girlfriend. She may not have worded it exactly that way, but that was the indication. I just admitted it to her because it felt safe. She felt very kind and safe for me. So That's awesome. Kudos to my sister Amy for being a safe space back in the day. It's hard for me to come up with an answer because when I came out of the closet, I had left the church maybe a year before roughly, and so I didn't have that same group of friends. Mm. Um, and so the people I was coming out of the closet to, they didn't care. They were like, okay. You know, I know some people gave me hug. There was not a bad experience. Let me put it that way. Yeah, coming out of the closet true. to my new group of friends at the gym. Not one bad reaction. Yeah. Actually very loving and accepting and happy for me. Well, when you had um, a bunch of people from your old community or ward or whatever mm-hmm. that have since left the church— Sure. Yeah. That have been very accepting. Of course, because one like of your friend gay Natalie. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Of course. People who leave the church are very accepting of other ex-Mormons and them coming out of the closet. It's like, yes, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. The timing was just where I didn't have a lot of people in my life who would have had a bad reaction because mm-hmm. I had made that um, departure from Mormonism. But I think it's important when you're coming out to surround yourself with safe people. Yeah. Don't maybe fling the closet doors open no. to people who are going to be really judgmental and critical of you. You know, I had posted that Brent and I were getting divorced on Facebook, and my old neighbor across the street, who's super born again, she was like, oh, should we go to lunch and just, I'd love to catch up. So we did, and the gay thing came out, and she mm. was like, what? You know, God made Adam and Eve, oh, not Adam. Geez. She made that, and I was like, Ugh. Ugh. Um, She wanted to keep hanging out. Probably trying to convince me to not be. Uh-huh. Anyway, that didn't go well. I just completely never responded to her again. Yeah. When I came out of the closet, my friend group, honestly, they were a bunch of like millennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they were just happy for me. Uh, but I was going to say that's an example of really good boundary setting with that neighbor. Once you found out her weird agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, against gay people, you were yeah. like, yeah, we're not going to have lunch again. Well, I didn't say that. I just did never reply to her. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. You don't have to be blatant about it, but Mm-mm. it was the right decision, I think, to For not sure. get together with her again when she made you feel a little shitty about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. There was no mm-hmm. no need, so. No. Um, Anyway, Kayleen, not sure if that answers your question, but thank you for submitting it. We had a couple more, but I think we're running low on time. We'll try yeah. to get to those another time. Is there anything you want to say before the break, Shelley? No, but I also wanted to point out, which was awesome for me, when I did tell people I was gay, it wasn't an ashamed crying, oh, I'm gay. Oh, yeah. Which I can only imagine when people are, like you, you had to come out of the closet in a way that was like not celebratory. Correct. Yeah. Like, almost like you're wincing, can I say this thing? Yeah. How are you going to react? Oh, over and over and over, yeah. I had to do that. Yeah. You know, I when I told my my judgmental neighbor, I was wincing when I said it. But all of my other friends, it was like, hey, guess what, bitches? Like, I was telling everyone. Mm. It felt so good because wow. I, I knew they were safe. Yeah. Like, I knew them better. I mm-hmm. knew that they would be not only accepting but excited for me. 
And that's huge to have yeah. like a cheer squad for you. I know. I'm yeah. really happy that that was your experience. Yeah. Thank you. It wasn't mine, but that's no. okay. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I've certainly since then had really great celebratory moments. But oh, for those, sure. Those early days were pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, the 80s. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The 80s sucked yeah. for LGBTQ stuff. Music was great. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we need to take a break, and then when we get back, we got some people to thank. Wait, 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 wait. What? Coffee. Oh, yeah, we have to thank a coffee sponsor this week. Hell yeah. Let's thank Mahogany Queen Coffee Co. Mm, Some good shit right there. For their LDL After Dark blend. Every time you say that, I get a little turned on. Every time? Every time. Nice. Do we have like a... Code or some shit. If you visit latterdaylesbian.org slash coffee and click on the link for shop now at Mahogany Queen Coffee Co. Takes you right there. That's the link. Then they know we sent you. Oh. Yeah. That's so technological. (laughs) It is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Y'all, get some coffee. Support our sponsors. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Now we'll be right back. Now be right back. Okay. Okay, we're back. So. We decided, or maybe I decided, and you went along with it, that since your journal was all about you being unworthy, mm-hmm. we're going to give people the new names that are like worthy names. Yes. New worthiness names. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, you first, go first? first patron, Amy K. K. Good luck coming up with the K worthiness. <laughs> Shit. Amy is killing it. Oh, shit, that's good. She's killing it. She's so worthy. Amy, killing it. (laughs) I like it. All right, next. Ella H. H. Can I do this one? Okay, sure. Ella, hell yeah, I'm worthy. (laughs) I like it. Ella, hell yeah. Ella, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Ella, hell yeah. Ella, hell yeah. Sure. I was trying to make it rhymey. Oh. But sure. Okay. I like it. Well, that's your new name. I, it's great. <laughs> I feel like everyone else that we've given really shitty names to, they're going to be kind of jealous of, of this. <laughs> I know. Suddenly we're giving out good names. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Next, Susanna. Or and, Susanna? No. because and Let me tell you why it's Susanna. Okay. Because the last name, between her first and last name, there are one, two, three, four N's and one, two, three, four S's. So you think Susanna. Okay. Oh, for sure. Let us know if that's incorrect. And, and all the consonants. So J, there you go. J Su- is the... Susanna J. J. Joyful. No? That was very lame. Is it? All right, got you go. No, because joyful, like this is the show that you're worthy. Okay, what you got? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jubilant. No, it's like joyful. No, God. <laughs> Just awesome. <sighs> no? Jackalope. Let's go back no, to the No, I've already, week. someone else is already Jackalope. <laughs> Ooh, I got it. Okay, what? Susanna jacked with worthiness. Jacked with worthiness. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay. That's good. Sure. You're welcome. Yeah, um, you wouldn't have gotten that without Jackalope. Just saying. <sighs> Put the true. bug in your ear. It's true. All right, you got to get the next one. Cindy W. W? Mm-hmm. Uh, worthy. No. Yes. It's too easy. W is a tricky one. Yeah, but we're talking about like like worthy words. You can't use worthy. Why? Because it's not a worthy word. It's this this the topic. I think it counts. No. Cindy Worthy. Watch me be worthy. There, okay. Now we're both <laughs> we both win. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Lastly, no last initial, and this is Marley. Marley. Let's make it have to rhyme. Oh, oh, okay. That's not so easy, is it? <laughs> oh, how about Marley is riding her worthiness Harley? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> it's like you just had to tell an entire story. To get- <laughs> <laughs> it's cha- it was challenging. Marley riding your worthiness Harley. <laughs> You're welcome. Can I give her a second option? <laughs> sure. You got something? Marley gnarly with worthiness. <laughs> Marley Gnarly. <laughs> Marley Riding gnarly. the Harley. <laughs> Picking up her friend Charlie. Thank okay, you. we got them all in there. All right. Are those the patrons this week? Yeah, y'all are awesome. Thank, thank you, you for patrons. your support. patrons. We've got two Supercast supporters to thank. Subscribe to Supercast and get bonus and ad-free episodes right on your current podcast player. Boom. All right. Does that make sense to you? 
I mean, I don't know about the podcast player thing. I'm not sure what that. So you listen like, why to Why doesn't podcasts? it already go? It doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> Does not I matter. I try to explain this to Shelly every time. I always tune out because it's like words and numbers. <laughs> <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> I see your mouth moving, but I don't give a shit about what's coming out of it. Truly. All right. Can we do these two supporters? Yep. Okay. Gabrielle R. needs a worthy last name. R. Righteous? That's a little too churchy. Re- um, reclaiming awesomeness? Mary, you're not doing well. <laughs> I got it. Gabrielle Rad. Rad. Yeah, you're Seriously. rad with righteousness. I want to bring Rad back as an You actual. just said righteousness and you just I criticized rad me. rad with worthiness. Mm-hmm. Rad with worthiness. Okay. All right. Next. Last and one. And lastly. Jesus whew. Christ. Lori P. What's the P, P stand for? Um, Pretty darn worthy. Yeah. <laughs> How about precisely worthy? Precisely. Okay. I got nothing else. Yeah. Sorry, Laurie P. Um, but anyway, thank you everyone for your support this week. Appreciate yes. that so much. Yes. If you would like to give us financial support, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash support. I think we wrapped up, shall we? Yep. Dunzo. So let's thank Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Everybody, please steer clear of those cults this week because they are no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.